everyone, welcome to another one. Welcome to another episode of Finance Scams. Um, this is our fourth episode, and I feel like this one's going to be a real uh, banger. Um, this is um, Neil, your host with the most, um, and then we have my co-host Phil. Um, say hi, hey, Phil. Everyone. Yep. Hey guys, how's it going? And then I would like to introduce you to our guest for this episode. Um, he is known as Lord Shiva Phantom, the developer of what I think is on the Phantom blockchain network. What I think is actually like the um, probably the strongest meme coin or actually community token on that network, which is basically Shiva Phantom. So, um, Lord Shiva Phantom, you want to say hi to the viewers out there? Hey, everybody. Nice, nice. Yep, that's Lord Shiva Phantom. Or as we're going to call him for the rest of the podcast, Shiva for short, because Lord Shiva Phantom is really, really long and really hard to say. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we're going to dive into the interview now, where we basically um, ask um, Sheeves a lot of questions. Or actually, maybe not a lot of questions, but maybe just few and try and pick his brain for a little bit uh yeah so the first question i'm going to ask you is a little general um but i was wondering if you could basically kind of like give us like a generalized overview of like the shiva phantom token how it works like what is it yeah yeah of course um so as you mentioned it's it's uh it, it's technically a meme coin but we consider it a community coin Mm-hmm. It's it's nothing special. It's something everyone's done. It's um, basically just a clone of RFI, Reflect Finance. Yep. They're a uh, ERC twenty Ethereum token. They've been around for forever. It's it's the token all these scam coins are, are copying, cloning, right. and yeah, right. You and can... so that's exactly what's kind of terrorizing the Binance smart chain right now with all these scams so. <laughs> exactly I mean today I was just involved in this scam on the Binance smart chain but um, that's pretty much every day on the yeah. on that network but yeah so yeah so I guess like I kind of like a sub sub question of that um so this is basically another like RFI uh, is there a special reason why you went with the RFI or is it just because like everybody else is doing or is they or just kind of like the meta, so to speak. Uh, it's it really is that it's because everyone else is doing it. It's uh, something that resonates with people. Um, people see it, you know what it is, understand it. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to, you know, describe what it does. You know, most people have come across this already. So it's a really good selling point to create a community token that, per se, doesn't really do anything itself, but mm-hmm. we leverage it, you know, as a symbol of the community and as a a value of you know kind of respect and and charity and kind of kind of that community vibe that we're going for so on its own yeah it's it's a meme token it doesn't do anything but you know every token's just like that unless you and until you apply utility to it or value or, or put something specific towards it um they're all just tokens yeah so in that sense this uh you know chiba phantom on the opera network is we're using this to bring people into Opera uh, yep. over to the fan network, uh, kind of grow the users, build the community, you know, and it really works because people see the name, you know, related yep. to you know the, the Shiba that every, everyone knows mm-hmm. and think, oh, this is cool. You know, it's not safe moon puppy dogs on <laughs> space that ETH or something. Right, right. It, it, it's normal for people. Right. And so that's what you know the really intention is. Right. But yeah, and also because people do kind of also want to like invest in like some sort of like safe moon puppy like whatever. But you're, but you're offering something which is like a safer version. It's a safe version of it. Like you're trusty. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I guess um, I guess to go along those lines, um, did you like early on? Like, did you ever have any issues like trying to convince people to trust you with this project, or uh, and that you weren't going to rug them? Um, a- absolutely absolutely it's uh phantom is it's it's a step above binance to where people aren't just throwing blind money at people so mm-hmm. the people here have a sense on, on their shoulders which is which is perfect they ask the right questions you know is liquidity locked um you know how come mm-hmm. you hold tokens is this locked what are you doing with the wallet 
which is which is perfect. You know, people need to be asking these questions. And so it was very much uphill battle to build that trust, you know, something I'm still trying to do and, and you know, tell people this is not a rug. I'm not going to steal your money, steal your mm-hmm. token. You know, we're actually building something. Right. And most people, uh, coincidentally, don't ask those questions for anything that's not a meme token. You know, you have a uh, right. new yield tokens, new decks, new, you know, utility, yep. you know, all these other farm things. People don't ask those questions. No, they don't. Um, exactly. They only ask for the meme tokens. And hopefully through, you know, some some knowledge and some education, we can get people to ask the right things, right? That Get the right questions out there. Right. So not only ask the right questions about reflect tokens, but also ask the right questions about like, yield farms as well. Exactly. I mean, that's pretty interesting. Um, I also kind of assumed that at this point that that's, I mean, I think you've made it clear is that pretty much the reason why you're building on the Phantom right now are actually, instead of like putting this coin on Binance Smart Chain is basically as a way to, as like a tool to educate the community and also bring people over from that network to Phantom. Um, so I guess along those lines, um, what made you into like a big evangelist for a Phantom? Uh, you know, I... I used to work, well, I didn't used to, um, I was, um, still am heavily involved in a different product on Ether. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of the options they were looking at was moving their utility over to Phantom, um, as well as other layer two solutions just for the fees alone. The, the fees on, uh, Ethereum right. are, they're insane. They are insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. $80 to make a swap is, is crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the biggest push for me to you know kind of play around with phantom was was the fees the gas fees are so small mm-hmm. so cheap you can do so much more you can compound your farms you right. can swap anytime you want you can stake unstake move here do this do that you can do things a lot more free and easy yeah i've noticed the fees on phantom are essentially still a fraction of a penny even with the gas going up I didn't even notice the gas went up. It was this, it's just that small. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You just kind of look and you're like, oh, 100. 100 gui. Okay, what is that? Nothing. Yep. <laughs> One phantom will last you the whole year. Yep, yep. So uh, I guess to uh, move on to like another question, we're kind of going to change tax a little bit here. Um, so after, um, I guess you convince people that to trust your project, and that you're not going to rug them. Um, could you tell us a little more about like how launch act worked out for you? Because I think I remember when I was there for your launch, and it was pretty good. But I think some of our viewers, I mean, some of our like listeners, probably want to like hear from your perspective as into like how it went. So the launch, the launch was it. it I I think it, for me it was a success. Um, you know, we had some learning curves, you know, here and there. Um you know, a couple of things that we, we didn't really expect, but uh, it was, I guess the biggest thing for me uh, to understand was the liquidity part. When you launch a token, you don't just put it out there. You have to also put up some money on the back end to price your token. So you put, you know, 100 tokens out there, and then you also put $100 in mm-hmm. your tokens worth, um, was that 50 cents? 50 yep. cents a piece? Yep, something like that. <laughs> right. So you have to have the financial backing behind it to to kind of get that set up. And the biggest, I guess, I wouldn't call it a mistake or blunder or anything, but mm-hmm. um, the liquidity portion is is probably the the biggest hurdle that you know I'm facing. Um, it only goes up when the value of the coin goes up. You know, we don't have an incentive to have people add their own liquidity. Right. So you know, buying, selling impacts the price more. You know, things like that. But um, other than that, the launch was was pretty good. Um, no issues as far as technology. It was uh, just you know earning trust of the people and and making sure people you know felt comfortable and felt happy with what we're doing. I mean that's I mean that's really um, that's really the the crux of it when you get down to it is um, make sure that people are happy with what you're doing and they're supporting it. Uh, yeah, and the liquidity problem is also kind of like something that I've actually seen like bucks from coins and that they were never actually really able to solve it and so like the developer didn't actually like rug the coin but at some point like somebody did some big sells and like liquidity just liquidity just got completely drained 
and then like everybody couldn't sell at that point. So it was kind mm-hmm. of like an unintentional rug. Exactly. Yeah. At, at any point, anyone could sell. Um, you know, any of the big holders can sell everything and drop the price down to uh, one, whatever the lowest is, and uh, right. that that could be fantastic for people because then you know the liquidity that I have in there is locked or half of it is locked. Yep. And people can buy it up and bring it back up. But yeah, at any point, um, especially in any of these other mean moon doge right dog whatever coins yeah you can anyone can sell dump the price and then you know it's up to someone else to bring it back up yep yep um exactly so um i guess so you had the launch it was successful and you managed to get people's trust which is good um i guess like how did you um i guess like once they once you had like these once you had people like backing your token like, how do you continue to build the momentum to make sure that they stay with you instead of moving on to like the next sort of um, token to buy? That's uh, that's an interesting question. Um, it it really comes down to it's the momentum. Uh, we want to keep everyone engaged. Um, we're doing a uh, contest giveaway right now mm-hmm. on Gleam. If you follow along on the Twitter page, um, you can win an NFT and some tokens. Yep. Uh, we're so we're also doing um, we're also uh, sorry I'm working with a lot of uh, other products vendors right. uh, DEXs you know trying to get us out there um, trying to get us added to a couple farms mm-hmm. um, we got added to uh, Tomb Tomb Finance is coming out oh actually, really a couple days. wow okay yeah that's pretty yeah, big so we'll have yeah so uh, um, we'll have single sided token staking farming staking staking mm-hmm. on tomb.finance uh, for Shiba for uh, 24 hours. Um, so we're doing that. Uh, we're also on Elk, Elk.finance. Yep. yep. Um, so you're going a little bit there as well. And, um, you know, really what we're, we're trying to do, and going back to the whole nature of the community, is, um, well, actually, let me, let me step back. In, mm-hmm. uh, in my personal life and in, in work, you know, I have a day job. Yeah. Um, Everything I do, kind of, uh, we we kind of feel like like we're in a silo. Right. Um, you do your thing. You don't talk to anybody else. Right. And it's always been that that hurdle of collaboration isn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, you only see what you see. You don't see other other things. Yep. And then building from personal experiences, um, my goal for you know for Shiba, Shiba Phantom is yep. to build this collaboration with phantom with with mm-hmm. the opera network right and collaborate with you know spirit swap and and spooky and yep and you know all these other products that are out there and and build a community that supports other communities right um and that's something that's really missing in crypto in general yep yep um i absolutely agree um i think the best projects that i've seen in terms of like i guess like the meme space so to speak are the ones that build the community actually like really really care about doing that instead of just abandoning them and moving on to like the next token to launch exactly so so what is your day job you said you kind of work on your own i do um i actually i i do cybersecurity actually for uh for uh major companies um, oh, cool. so i protect I... from viruses and breaches and you know the whole hacker space there but you don't really work in a team with that kind of stuff I, I do and I don't. Uh, last couple of gigs I had, um, I was on my own, but I have a like a security team that they contract out. Um, so mostly it's it's myself leading the company and then working with the other IT departments. Um, sometimes, actually, my my current job, I have a a team of two. Yeah, I have a team mm-hmm. of two. <laughs> so we do some collaboration, but it, it's always that fight to talk to the networking people and talk to the you know the people in HR and the business people, and and get everyone on the same page. Um, so I, I've had a lot of experience doing that over the years. You know, kind of bringing people together. So um, I guess that kind of helps. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm sure that totally I helps. All the lockdowns have made it harder, right? All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. People working from home, or you know, yeah. doing streams during lunch when you're trying to contact them. Ah, <laughs> like uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, you mentioned that. But I mean, hey, it's pretty good because you know it gives you more time devoted to you know Shiva Phantom and making sure the Phantom the Shiva Phantom community is thriving, and you know 
There's like one plus of lockdowns right there. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's true. Yeah, I don't have to drive anywhere, so I do have a lot more time. So my 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 uh, my wife is like ready to kill me though. I I do my day job and mm-hmm. I do Shiba Phantom during the day, and then after my day job's over, I'm doing Shiba Phantom until you know six seven o'clock at night. <laughs> And uh, she she yelled at me the other day. She she told me, I swear, you look at your phone more than you look at me. And oh, yeah, she put me on timeout for for a couple days. For a couple of days, I had my phone off. Is she yeah. a Shiva Phantom holder? Uh, she's not. I'm I'm trying to get her over onto crypto, but um, it's not going too well. It's uh, it's, it's too new for her, but I'm trying. You need some memes right. to lure her across. Get some good memes she, up. She likes the NFTs, actually. So oh. I'm going that. Who does the uh, artwork on your website? Because there's some really cool, like a uh, a dog dabbing and one in space. That's um, uh, VCC or, or Vin, um, whatever you want to go by with uh, Telegram. He's been he's been fantastic. He yeah, really he just cool. kind of yeah he just kind of showed up. <laughs> <laughs> right when we started, he started making the stickers like, dude, you, this these are incredible. You know, pulled him in the team and he's been he's been doing tons of great work for us. I mean, that's yeah, amazing. I'm a, I'm a sucker for the branding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Phil would definitely own a lot of Shiba Phantom, um, but we need to kind of figure out how to actually get him onto Phantom Network. <laughs> he's, he still doesn't know how to get onto BSC. Like he's he's still drug, he's still struggling with that. Well, yeah, we have uh, we have some videos out there on our websites. You know, help you right through, or pop in the oh, Telegram, the awesome. Discord, and quite literally, just you know, anybody will be happy to help you and walk you through the process. That's that's the whole purpose of of the token is to build that community to take people like yourself and bring them into Opera and show you the you know the the wonderful things that we have to offer. Yeah, Ooh, I'll check that out for sure. I'll drop you some uh, Shiba Phantom, Phil, so you can have, you know, not only Shiba on F, you can also have Shiba on Phantom. The only difference is that Shiba Phantom goes up in price. It doesn't go down. Yeah, I, I found the other one doesn't go very far. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny you mentioned um, the the original Shiba uh, token, because um, obviously that's kind of what this was modeled yep. over, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So the one thing I noticed when I was, when I was looking into the original Shiba is... They mentioned on their website that these support charity, which mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, not to poke fun of them or, or not, but right. uh, it kind of makes me laugh because it wasn't them that supported charity. It was um, uh, Vitalik. You know, yep. he made the donations from their tokens to all these amazing places. But the Shiba holders did not. You know, the their community charity for animal shelters were to use smile to Amazon.com. <laughs> Which is great, but like yep. they didn't themselves do any charity at all. Right. It, it, it was, you know, it's just a bunch of lies. Yep. Yep. It was and exactly. And, and that's that's another one of our intentions too. It's kind of a, a side bonus, other than the meme, is we are actually donating to charities. Um, we do have one coming up, mm. um, an animal shelter coming up pretty soon that we're going to do. I had to put it on pause because the whole market is right. not looking too good. So, right. you know, kind of put our our holders first but right um yeah we're we're actually making you know actual donations out of our own uh dev wallets right because you got to make sure the market is fine because you don't want to sell the tokens and end up um crashing the price at like an inopportune time you want to make want to make sure like it's everything's stable yeah, exactly yep and i mean i always kind of like imagine like that's a particularly thorny problem in that with charity wallets in that you're holding your own token, and you have to sell your token because there's probably no way that the charity is going to accept your token as like some sort of payment. So you kind of always have to kind of balance out like holding in your wallet, holding this charity wallet, and also like collecting a token for a charity, while at the same time making sure that you actually don't crash the value of your own token when you make these donations. So. Um, exactly. Is there so I guess like do you have like any any sort of like transparency or like any sort of way to like make sure that your users know that you got you got that on like on lock? Yes. Um so we have a couple things posted on our site as far as the charity wallet. Um 
there's there's two different wallets. There's the dev wallet. Um, that's it's actually not locked right now. Um, mm-hmm. mostly because I don't want to I don't want to shoot myself in the foot, you know. Right. Because if we we need something, we got to do it. Uh, and then the charity wallet is is completely separate. Um, half of that is locked for twelve weeks. Um, and then the other half is not. Uh, but anyone can look at those anytime. You know, watch the transaction. Call me out on something. <laughs> sure. You know, I I value transparency and. You know, how come this was sent out for here? And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll straight up tell you, we had to make a staff payment or, you know, some payments were for NFTs or, you know, we did this or that. You know, I'm not I'm not here to hide any any money or tokens or value or, or anything like that. So, yeah, there it's it's the blockchain, the blockchain, <laughs> there's transparency. That's what right. it's built for. You can see everything. Right. Which is kind of also why I kind of find it funny when people are like, oh, the blockchain is great for, you know, criminals like launder money i'm thinking to myself um i don't think so because for most blockchains the transactions are recorded you, you can tell whose wallet went where and um eventually that person has to go out is going to have to exit out via fiat and unless they use some sort of um tumblr or some sort of like i guess program that'll or app that'll like spin out their mm-hmm transactions you'll be yeah, able to there's, tell there's, they absolutely there's plenty of ways there's uh i know tornado has a an ether program you send eth to it yep. you know give it like six ten days or so and then it'll spit it out in some random you know account um you can send it over to you know binance then move it somewhere else then move it somewhere else and you know it, it's it it's it's trackable but some of these can be difficult yep yep um, but I'm pretty sure that even then, it's probably still if you're if you're a scam artist, you'd probably still rather just do it in cash. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess I have to ask the question, um, which is probably the most annoying question that you get on your Telegram chat, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Um. So be prepared. Don't ask when moon, please. Don't let it be when moon. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be that. Don't worry. No. <laughs> It's probably okay. Then the second most annoying question that you get: <laughs> um, Where do you have any update on the Coin Gecko and Coin Market Cap listings? <laughs> so no, I don't, um, and I'm really annoyed. So I, I filled out the application what, on Monday. Is that the 16th, 17th? Mm-hmm. Last last Monday. Yep. Um, everything went through just fine. Uh, they say five to seven days for a listing due to volume. Sure. Spend five to seven days. Right. Uh, this Monday, I sent another update um, to their support. Hey, what's what's the status? Nothing. I haven't heard a single word. So huh. I sent another email today, just asking again for for a clarification for an update on that. But right. um, I'm I'm not getting anything any replies. I don't know if they're just. I don't I don't know. Safe Moon Puppy Dogs gets listed. You know, I, I have no idea at this point. <laughs> Kind of at the mercy of them, unfortunately. Right. You know, same for a coin market cap. That one takes a little bit longer. Um, yeah. There's some other, you know, things they do and look into. But yeah, the coin gecko one is it's getting annoying, but can't do much about it. Yeah, you can't do much about it, and that's also kind of puzzling because coin gecko is kind of build themselves as essentially the DeFi guys or coins. Like if you're on coin gecko, that's pretty much where you need to be. Right. Yeah. And um, coin market cap. I mean, you kind of look at that. And you're like, oh, that's the old fossil, the old standard, essentially. Uh, so it's kind of like, um, I guess, like Nasdaq is more like Coin Gecko, and um, like the Dow Jones is essentially um, coin market cap. I guess just to put it in different terms. That's yeah. for you, Phil. <laughs> Didn't uh was it CZ that bought Coin Market Cap, right? Binance guy. Uh, that changed hands a while ago. That seems like the kind of thing he would do, but I don't know if he did buy it. We'd probably have to look that up. I guess yeah, it's a Phil thing. So, I think, right. I, I think someone. I think they sold it to somebody, and then the the created Coin Gecko. Those are the original Coin Market Cap guys. Huh. I know that one for sure. Nice. I did not know that one, <laughs> but now I'm glad I know I do know that one. 
Yeah. At least I think I know that. I could, you know, someone might look it up and say, no, no, you're completely wrong, but hey, whatever. <laughs> right, exactly. I hey. think that's true, at least. <laughs> that's funny. Yep. So, um, I guess I'll just kind of ask like a more general question about the future. We've probably exhausted a lot of questions that I've kind of thought I wanted to, I wanted to ask about the present and the past. Um, I guess... Can you tell us like any are there like any other future plans that you can drop right now about um I guess Shiva Phantom for the community? Yes, actually I, I do have an announcement. Um Ooh. actually I I wanted to make it on the podcast um before anybody else finds out. Yeah. Um, Another exclusive, yes. Exactly. We made it big. <laughs> yeah they're, they're gonna have to listen to the podcast um or you know or, or tell a friend you know but but you know please make sure they listen yep uh because i won't be posting this um probably not until at least a couple hours maybe till tomorrow yep i'll but, make uh, sure to i'll make sure to get this one edited out quickly so we can get it out so you don't have to wait too long two hour lunch today i think right <laughs> yeah two hour lunch it'll be a liquid lunch <laughs> nice um so we are we're we're building so the, the original plan for um the original Shiba run on, on uh uh ether was uh Shiba swap mm-hmm. they're going to build a dex and do you know some bones and leash and some farms and all that fun stuff and that obviously never happened so um taking kind of uh, uh you know a page from that book and some um I don't know what you call it uh inspiration uh, inspiration that's the word uh, we're we're actually building Shiba Swap over oh. on Phantom. Oh wow! So, yeah, it's I know another Dax. You know we already have so many already, but um, we're we're building a Dax. We're gonna have um, you know swaps, farms, mm-hmm. you know liquidity, the whole standard Dax piece. We have uh, mockups currently. Um, yep. And I'll post those later of the interface, what it's gonna look like. Um, and we have the whole thing planned out. So that is that is currently in production. Uh, I went to, not production, but currently um, being created. Uh, yep. All the contracts are created right now. They're not they're not uh, posted. They're not live, yep. so don't go looking for them. Yep. <laughs> but um, it yep. should be uh, two two weeks, maybe mm-hmm. maybe less or yep. so. Um, it depends on you know how testing everything goes. But we're building building Shiba Swap. That's amazing. So, I'll be sure. You're going to. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) You're going to be able to stake uh, Shiba and Phantom, and you're going to earn um, Golden Bones. So (laughs) we're actually going to have two yield tokens. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your Golden Bones are going to be exclusive to Shiba holders. Yep. Um, You cannot earn these with, you know, Dai or, you know, uh, Cream or any of the other tokens. Um, You have to stake either Shiba Phantom uh, and Phantom or um, Gold Bones and Phantom for liquidity there to earn Golden Bones. All other farms will have the standard farms um, that most people have. You'll earn regular Bones. So in order to get Gold Bones, you have have to have actual Bones in the game, so to speak. Correct. Exactly. Yes. 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 And by that, you have to you have to own Shiba. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty nifty. Um, that's certainly like one way to solve the uh, trap of um, the yield farming. I guess viral is yep. probably what I think about it. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the Phantom is it's interesting. It's just an interesting space to ha- have like a new Dex because right now, like Spirit and Spooky have like the momentum, but it's not to the point where it's kind of decided. We don't have like a pancake swap yet there, yet on this on Phantom. Um, it hasn't reached that point yet, and there's still room for somebody to come in with their own decks and kind of become that player. That is actually something I did not think of. You're you're right. There is no big player as a decks on Phantom. Um, you have a sushi swap. Um, yep. But it's not to the level of uh, what it is over right. on um, Ethereum. Yep. Yep. You know, it's it's just the it's just the Dex part, um, the yep. swap part. You don't yep. have your farms. Yep. Um, Liquid Driver kind of tried to provide that for them, but that project has been struggling a little bit. So, um, kind of like, I guess not really working out for them in that respect. But yeah, you have sushi. I mean, 
I think its momentum has been kind of halted. And yeah, you have Spooky and Spirit now. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. But they don't have like a lock on the market, so to speak. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you have Zudex coming out too. Oh, that's gonna be um, an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm. A... Yeah, I can't tell if uh, they're gonna do a farm or what they're using for the the zoo token. Right. That's gonna be great at all, but um, yeah, there's a lot of mystery around that one, so I'm kind of curious. Same, same. But yeah, so um, on that note, big announcement here. Um, you're gonna have like the Sheet of Phantom decks. It's gonna be amazing. I'm pretty sure of that. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to um, farming, my, farming my Shivas on there and getting some Golden Bones. Great. Yep. Um, as, as always, the, the Shiva Swap, it's not just going to be the decks. We're, we're integrating the community with it, too. You know, mm-hmm. keeping people engaged, keeping people you know, involved. Um, so we're not just going to throw decks out there and say, see you later. You right. know, we're still going to be the same Shiva. Right. Shiva Phantom. Right. And that's um, pretty dope. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I guess moving from moving on from like the interview, um, I guess we kind of like lay it out now for like any final thoughts. Um, Bill, Lord Shiva. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask. So it says on your website your starting supply is now. I've counted all these zeros. I think this should be right. One hundred quadrillion tokens. Correct. <laughs> yeah, that is correct. It Note took me a while. Yourself. Note to self, use less zeros next time. <laughs> that uh, it looks cool. So, uh, sort of, how did you decide upon that number? Uh, that it's, just, that's it's the, a pretty cool number. Yeah, it's just people like a lot of numbers. People like high numbers. Um, that's what most of these meme type tokens are using. You know, the quadrillion type value. Um, that's that's really the reason. It's just it's the cool factor. And then you what? You just get rid of half of them. Like I, I remember, I'm a crypto noob. So why do you guys often sort of burn half of the coins? Is that just to sort of increase their value? Uh, yes, exactly. It's to increase the value. Um, you know, so you have hundred million, but now fifty or hundred quadrillion, fifty quadrillion are are gone. So they're they're worth technically worth more. Um, but it actually works uh, kind of in our favor with the reflect type mechanics. Um, that. Uh, with with Reflect, with RFI, um, every some person who owns some Shiba gets some passive gains on the side, so they get a portion of every trade. And so this actually coincidentally goes into play because it, it actually takes less, it takes more out of supply because those 50 quadrillion burn tokens also get a portion of the Reflect fee. So instead of taking just 50, it takes 50 plus, you know, some of that passive reflect um, amount every swap too. So basically for every trade, the value of Shiba technically goes up a little bit. Right, cool. (laughs) I'm learning things. I mean, that's great, actually. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Yep, yeah, yeah. Um, Yes, on that note, I will probably move on to, we'll discuss, I guess, Generalized crypto happenings. Um, this week is kind of unusual in that a lot of projects were like on hold. A lot of like things were on hold because Bitcoin decided to crap the bed again. And um, like last pod, we were talking about Bitcoin essentially like hitting like 37k, and we're like, where's it gonna go from here? Is it gonna bounce? No, it didn't really bounce. It it just went down. It went down. It took it took everything with it. Um, all the altcoins really had precipitous drops. Um, it was looking bad. Um, I think that drop, the Bitcoin drop, was probably like the fourth largest in Bitcoin's history. So it was painful. Um, and pretty sure there's somebody out there trying to liquidate some accounts, and they're basically like using some sort of news fuzz, essentially like China banning cryptocurrency. Um, or like actually not really banning cryptocurrency, but going after the miners, I think is the exact term of it. And I think that's what was being done. And so they kind of, you know, somebody shake, somebody used some news as a, as a pretext to shake people out. Um, they shook out a lot of people. And then a lot of bots got hurt as well. It was looking a little grim. But then um, 
Bitcoin didn't lose 30k, it held, held its position, and as soon as it came back, like, all the alts kept on roaring back pretty hard. Like, the big winners, of course, was Matic and um, AV, and those, were, those two were, like, the big winners. Um, Phantom, I guess, wasn't really a big winner. It wasn't a big loser. It didn't lose all of its value. Um, but it did kind of, kind of now like 35 cents. But, you know, I feel like the network is pretty strong. There's a lot of good things coming up for it. It's probably going to reclaim its value pretty soon. Like, I think right now we're just kind of accumulating, which is good. Um, the one which really kind of worried me, though, was Luna. So if like anybody's like anybody here who knows what Luna is, or if you don't, it's essentially a sort of like a it's like a stablecoin. Um, Luna itself isn't a stablecoin. That's um, Terra, but Luna is like kind of like a stablecoin ecosystem. And Luna hasn't lost peg before, but this crash caused it to lose peg and it caused it to lose a lot of value. And so. If being like an algo stablecoin, which is basically a stablecoin that doesn't use fiat to maintain its relationship to whatever it's being pegged to, in this case, like the dollar. Um, you want to make sure that it can handle system shocks and didn't really perform that well. I mean, sure, it eventually reclaimed the peg again, but you don't want it to be so volatile like that. And so that's probably has something to stay to algo stablecoins and whether or not we can actually make them work or. I mean, or maybe we can make them work, but Luna, Luna might not be it. We might need to find something new. <laughs> and so I think for me that was like the big takeaway is that Algo stable coins still have a lot of work to do to get to the point where they don't need to worry about, um, I guess, the peg. Unlike their collateralized cousins who all kept the peg. Yeah. And, um... I'd say that was pretty much for me like the big news out of the high-end cap world. Um, Matic really pounded, really went really hard. It really, I guess. Yeah, I bailed out of mine. Yeah, but I mean, but so it, did, it did bounce back, didn't it? I think. Yeah, it bounced back really hard, and I thought that was really impressive. Um, and I was kind of thinking about like why it really bounced back hard because the way I look at it is that. There's no way it should be worth more than Chainlink, but it is. <laughs> it is, and to me that's really surprising. I mean, the only thing I can really think of is that right now Matic has the support of big projects like AAVE. Um, you can buy them on like, every single exchange. Like you can go on Coinbase, Coinbase, you can get Matic. You can. You have a lot of different ver You have a lot of different US portals to get Matic, and then from there, it's not too. And there's also a lot more bridges too. Like there's a lot of easy ways to bridge. Matic from BSC, for example, and um, start working on a network. And I guess the other big thing that, they, that it has is that it has a lot of good yield farming projects which haven't cratered. Um, I think like one issue which is plaguing, I guess, its biggest competitor at the moment, which I think is probably Phantom. Because for a while they're both neck and neck trying to like make it to one dollar before Matic kind of blew past it and Phantom didn't. Um, I think like I think the big reasons here are that the uh, Matic farms have they've been paying out pretty well. Yield farms still ca can occupy a lot of TVL. They can occupy a lot of traffic, and that's pretty important, as you can see by Matic's price. That's what I think anyway. And um, like Phantom has definitely had done a lot better with its like meme token currencies. You can tell that with. Um, performance of like Phantom Shiva, which I don't think there's anything on um Matic which has really done just as well. I mean there's Polymoon, there's Polydoje, but still I think when you look at I guess like multiples, you have things like um they've put Peon like whatever on um Phantom. You have like Bomb. You had CC Tears and of course you have Shiva Phantom. And all four of these have really performed really well, and I don't think you had that equivalent Matic. So I think that having like good yield farms that work and pay out is vital to like the success of your um, 
ecosystem and also the success of like a native token of that blockchain ecosystem. So uh, Coinbase are do, like giving rewards if you answer a little quiz on Matic. So a tip for everyone, you can get like $3 worth of Matic. Yeah, I would have thought that that might have so, had some impact on its price with people just getting $3 and like, you know, selling yeah, it in mass. Sure, but... it helps. <laughs> but yeah, they, if you go on Coinbase, they've got a uh, rewards little quiz you do for it. So a hot tip for everyone. <laughs> so you get the best stuff from our uh, pod. <laughs> you get world first exclusives and tiny bits of crypto rewards as well. <laughs> I mean, my hope is that one day Phantom's going to be listed on Coinbase. Not just Coinbase custody, Coinbase itself. I think that'll happen sooner or later. Um, I mean, it, yeah, I, I just... I think that's Phantom's biggest weakness right here is he, it's it's hard to get. It's hard to get over. You you obviously you can't buy it in Coinbase. You can buy it on what KuCoin and and Binance. Yep. And then if you want to get it into you know Phantom Opera, good luck. <laughs> yeah. You have MultiCoin, which takes sometimes you know forty eight hours to get mm-hmm. your tokens over. Yep. Uh, KuCoin, you can't directly bridge over. Nope. Binance, they shut that that bridge down every night. Yes. You know it's it's the hurdle for Phantom to grow is is getting people there, getting the token there. Right. Yeah, it's 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 probably, you know, the the biggest thing that they have going against them right now is definitely uh, building the bridges. And um I'm kind of hopeful that we're going to get more bridges over time and I think that's going to be the case, but it's going to take some time and I think the foundation is also going to put some money into it as well. But I have faith that they'll solve it. They need mm-hmm. to. There's like no way around it. Exactly. If, yeah, if you want to grow, if you want to continue existing, you need to build the bridges. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of also like leads me into, um, I guess, where we talk about like, the low MCAP world. Where, um, I guess for me, like the big projects this week, the ones that I really like captured my imagination um, because like, the Reflect token meta, meta has just been absolute shit. Um, is really like out of stable coins. Like they've come back with like a bang. Um, for like people out there, like our reviewers out there, Algo stable coins like three months ago, like on BSC, they made a lot of people a lot of money. They made a lot of people like really rich. Um, so there was like this one. There like a lot of these coins just basically took were a fork of this one project called Basis Cash. Are you familiar with that? I am. Yeah. Yep. All right. So. Yeah, one person's familiar with Basis Cash, and we got Phil who has no idea what that is. I have no idea what you say. Um, it's a little <laughs> complex to explain, but the basics of it are that um, you have a um, you have shares. These shares, you have basically the token. The token is going to be packed to something like this basic token. Um, it can be packed to the US dollar. It can be packed to fa- it can be packed to like a native token. It can be packed to like you know the price of ice cream. To be packed to anything, yeah. And so the whole point is that you make sure that token keeps its peg, that it doesn't go lower than this peg, and it doesn't go higher to higher than this peg. You create ways to create pressures to make sure your token stays to that peg. And the way they introduce pressures um, is is that if the token is above peg, you have something called shares, which you take these shares, you basically like in, invest into something called like a boardroom, for example, or like whatever you call it. But basically, you invest these shares into this sort of like, I guess, farm of some sorts, and it'll spit out tokens. You take these tokens, and then you sell these tokens, and that's supposed to kind of keep it, that's kind of supposed to like push it down below peg. Or not below peg, but to peg. Now, if the token goes below peg, you have something called bonds. So the point of these bonds is that if the token goes below peg, you can redeem these bonds. And essentially, get the token for a price that's um, more like a below market price, and you can basically sell it for like market price. And essentially, like that should help. Like, actually, no, you don't sell it for market price, but you know, you redeem these bonds. The bonds essentially like purchase the token at like market price and bring the uh, value of the token back up. That's the whole point of it. But the um, problem is, is that with these basic cash clones is that or a basis catch itself is that once you lose the peg, 
you never really gain it back. At that point, everybody just kind of leaves. They're like, oh, free money's over. All right, the bonds kind of suck. We don't want to mess around with them, so we're out. And then these tokens always tend to, like, I guess, flop. And um, it was interesting that on BSC, like, you had all these clones of basis cash running around, like, in February and March, and a lot of people were making a lot of money. They were printing a lot of money. It was good. But then, like, once the, um, I guess, like, once the peg was lost, essentially, like, a bunch of whales just hit all these tokens at once and just ruined them. Um, that meta kind of disappeared. And for, like, a while, like, nobody was really doing this, and everybody moved on to reflect tokens, which are more of, like, they're, they're really risky in that you can do everything right, and you can still get yourself caught in the rug. Um, but, yeah, so... Recently on BSC, there was one called Paper Printer, which came out, which it's doing really well. Like It's been keeping its peg for at least a few days, which is incredible in my mind. Um, and then I guess we have another one, which is not really like a algo stablecoin. It's kind of like a partial algo stablecoin called Iron Finance. So they're on BSC, and they're pretty successful for a while, but they kind of lost momentum. They moved on to Matic, and they launched a product there. And this product is essentially called Titan. And that's doing amazing. Um, I parked all my stables there for now and, you know, just basically printing off that and doing pretty well. Um, hot tip, Iron Fans, like, once once they get Matic rolling and up and running, they're going to be pushing a product on Phantom as well. So that's like part of, like, their long-term goal is to eventually get something on Phantom too. And that's going to be really... That's actually going to drive a lot of traffic, I think, to Phantom Like once they do that, because they usually bring with them like 50 million t TVL. And that's like all new traffic. Like That's from like their people, not from, like people who are like on the Phantom Network itself right now. That's going to be pretty big. It's and, a lot of people. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of people. Um, and then um, we finally have like Toon Finance. I mean, they're going to be launching their own basis cash um, fork on Phantom. Like It's the first one. So I'm really stoked to make sure that C do well. And, I mean, their mechanics seem a little interesting in that they're going to be using Shiba as one of their farms, along with, I think, FTM as, like, Cover and Spirit and Spooky. Um, that's yeah. kind of, yeah. <laughs> I think so. I, I know that Shiba and Zoo are only getting 24 hours. I'm not sure if they'll be past that, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like all those stable coins. I think they're a lot less riskier than um, yield farms. In that yield farms really, they've only been lasting on Phantom for like three hours before they completely crash, or in some cases they just completely crash like right away. Like I've noticed that with um, the latest launch of like Paint Swap, for example. That came out, and I don't even think it like had a time to start. So you can argue that paint swap kind of, you know, caused their own issues with um, all that happened in their launch, and that they delayed their launch for like weeks on end. Um, people were like including for like leaks on leaks on end, and they were like really not happy about it, and they just kind of like wanted to withdraw. And they were like happy when they finally got their tokens. So like finally we're free of this, free of this mess, and everybody just sold. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I think that's kind of like on them because you know you have to make sure that you cross your you know you dot your I's you cross your T's before you do launches don't make people suspicious or else they're going to they're going to be skittish I mean right now in the network like a lot of the yield forms have been suffering from dumping so people are not going to give you a chance unless you prove to them that you deserve that chance and um, I think like another big news for Phantom, which has kind of like gone under the radar, nobody's really talked about it, that DXL is now you know available. You can launch a token on DXL, which is really great because you can like automatically lock it there. And of course, given that it's a name, it's also like a good way to like build trust and say, oh yeah, um, our token's on DXL on DXL, so just go and you know go join the presale right there, buy us, and you can trust us. We're good. That's uh, that's a launch pad, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a launch pad. They recently cleaned up their interface cool. too, but it used to be really, 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 really bad. Now it's just bad. Um, 
Yixil is probably most known as a place which Safe Moon launched off of. Yeah, and that's kind of like also their claim to fame. Um, yeah. Um, other than that, I think like the other big news is there's another. There's a lot of lending protocols coming out for uh, Phantom. Um, Scream, Aquarius is one I heard about today, which I signed up for their um, airdrop. We'll see if I get it. Probably won't. Um, and the new one, um, Tarot, which is um, coming out from uh, Tigris. Um, he's a known figure in the community, so that one should be interesting. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that one of these lending protocols. I think one of these lending protocols, at the very least, is going to work out for everybody, and that'll be good. Speaking of Scream, did you play their their puzzle? Oh yeah, I did. I did. It was madness. Did you, <laughs> did you finish it? Yeah, I did. It was hard. Uh, Wait, I'm, I'm intrigued. What's this? A, a puzzle? Uh, yeah. I, I yeah, it's down now. Right? Is it uh, still available? Oh. Um, I, I needed some help with it. It was uh, <laughs> it was challenging. It was very challenging. Like yeah, so the puzzle. Like the first thing you had to do is they gave you like a puzzle, Phil, and like the puzzle basically had like an image, and then it had some numbers on there, like the top. And you had to figure out like what was going on there, like what you had to do with it. You were not given any clues on this like first page, and you've essentially had to um, figure out eventually like it was you had to multiply some numbers together to get a value that you needed to move on to the next one. The next page. Yeah, they gave you they gave you clues. It just wasn't it wasn't obvious. Right, they weren't obvious. Um, you kind of had to really rack your brain, you know, make sure you didn't break a computer in anger several times. <laughs> Yeah, and then the second one was like really, really confusing in that you do get a clue, but like the screen was definitely like if you suffer from a epilepsy, this is the this is the part where you just gotta like nope yourself out of it because you had like a flashing screen and you essentially had to like click your click your mouse button down and make sure that it was pitch black and then essentially like do like big circles until a clue popped up on your screen and like once the, once that clue popped up on your screen, you had to kind of solve that clue. And then you have to basically take that clue and you have to like basically copy it and then paste it. <laughs> and that was certainly um, something which took some figuring out because you have to figure out first the copy and pasting part. That's what you needed to do. And you need to figure out how to actually get the clue and what the clue was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the third one is probably like the easiest step. Um, there's something like on the bottom of the screen which you just pulled up and then you just input like a value, which I think it was like finished, and that's what you had to type in or something like that, and then you were through. Yeah, I'm not sure if you. Uh, this was years, years ago. Um, there's a website called was it like not porn or something like that dot dot net or or dot com, and it was a it was very similar to these type of puzzles. This was back when you had like AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> um, you had a main page. You'd enter, and then it was a puzzle, and then you had to do something to get the next clue, to go to the next next URL. Right. And it was, they probably had at least a hundred different pages of puzzles on there. It was it was quite a quite a fun little time sink there, way back in the day. I wonder if they're. I should see if they're still around. I mean, if they're uh, around. Like, yeah. So the British sort of computer sort of security people, GCHQ. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. They often sort of recruit people an issue these sort of kind of puzzles that you've got to solve on your computer and stuff like no instructions but you've got like mass problems cryptography problems sounds similar to stuff that they've done in the past mm-hmm. yeah i've seen that there's uh i actually I, well before this whole covid you know pandemic uh there were a lot of conferences i used to go to and one mm-hmm. of them was uh they did the same thing they had um uh different brochures based on what you were looking for if you want to be like a Python developer, they put a a bit of code in there, and then to apply and get the job, you had to write a program. Or if you wanted to be in their cyber, you had to, you know, do some cryptography and fill that out and send mm-hmm. it over, and then you get your 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 pass to get an interview. And and I think those those kind of things are they're they're really cool. They're um definitely a different way to really prove you actually know what you're talking about. Right. And I think Google still does that with, um, I guess you search like coding terms and then eventually gives you like a link to a quiz. And if you go through, if you saw that quiz, which is insanely hard, harder than their interviews, I would say, 
you get the right to go on there, go on a Google interview, <laughs> which is, which I think is kind of. <laughs> it's a way to recruit strong candidates, at least I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it's it's also overkill. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I'd say like in the low, I'd say just like say like the low MCAP world. I'd say there's a lot of things going on in Phantom. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing like how all this works out. I mean, you got the you got the lending protocols, you got the um, new yield farms coming out, and then we got first basis cash clone which is gonna be great and um, we also have like another launch pack coming out to pre-sale that money which is pretty new um i think i'll be talking to those guys pretty soon as well and um kind of trying to figure out like what's, what's that what that's going to be about which should be interesting because we don't really have like a native launch pad the one that we thought we were going to get actually rugged on us ghost starter man that that took a lot of people a lot of money uh, they took what, like three hundred fifty thousand phantom or something like that. Yep, yep, that's what it they took. Ton. Was a ton, and people were like really, like really looking forward to having a launch pad. And so, despite their better instincts, they're like, okay, we will trust you. We, you seem like we can. You seem like on the up and up. And nope, that's kind of how it is though in the space. Is that people seem like on the up and up? They can do all they can, but they can still rug you. Yeah, and I guess on that grim note, um, we normally do a noob question of the day, but the noob question of the day was really answered during the interview when we were talking about reflect tokens, <laughs> so there's really no need to ask that. Poor oh, Phil. Oh, Litecoins. <laughs> I mean, I guess we can ask, like, should you hold your Litecoin still, Phil? But the answer to that is probably no, um, if you want to make mad money. Um, <laughs> that was my f that was my first crypto I bought in 2018. I think I've been holding it a long time. Like what? Like Litecoin? Litecoin. I bought one because it was kind of cheap, and it was the only one I could get like a whole one of quite easily on Coinbase. I thought, <laughs> yeah, I'll have at least I'll have at least one. Yeah. And within like a few minutes of buying it, it just tanked. <laughs> That's Litecoin for you, man. Litecoin. What did I pay for it? Um, 173 British pounds in. <laughs> Uh, 2018. Yeah, I bought it 2018. And now in like oh, 2021, man. it's still not worth that much. 134 British pounds at the moment. So yeah, <laughs> I've, I've lost money. <laughs> I mean, the thing with Litecoin is that it's not. It's like an interesting crypto in that it's been going down in value since like its heyday. But it's used in all the exchanges. All the exchanges have it. It's often used now. It actually has like a use case. Like it's how we transfer transfer money between exchanges. That and like Stellar is how we transfer, transfer money between centralized exchanges because their fees are cheap and they're everywhere. So, I mean, Litecoin has a purpose and that purpose isn't to hold it. It's to use it to buy other things. <laughs> so, that, yeah, interestingly, that all-time high was May the 10th. Yep. And then, yeah, it dropped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'd say if you're going to buy Litecoin, you should buy Litecoin to buy something else. But if you're going to buy Litecoin <laughs> just to hold it, don't hold it. It's well, not I've a, held it for what three years now. It's not a holding coin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, you should, it'll it'll ride up again to the profit level, and when it does, sell it. Yeah, I want to make a profit at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on that note, um, final pod thoughts. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, check us out at shibaphantom.com. Um, I mean. Got to put my plug in there, but uh, yeah, see what we're all about. Check us on the Telegram, Discord, website, Twitter, uh, Medium. <laughs> you know, we'll <laughs> be around. Stuff. We'll be around for a long, long time. So, uh, you know, thanks for having a, me on the podcast. I uh, yep. appreciate you giving me the time to kind of share everything, what we're doing, what we're building, what we're, uh, you know, kind of have going on. So, um, yeah, no, thank you for that. Yeah, we really appreciate you have, having you on. Lord Shiva Phantom, you're a great guest. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's worth it for the pictures alone, just visiting the website. <laughs> <laughs> Where else can you see a dabbing dog? Exactly, exactly. And on that note, see you until the uh, next pod. Um, party people and finance scam fans and Shiva fans. And yeah, um, see you next time. See you later, guys. Yep, Thanks, later. everyone. Yep. Bye.